everybody, it's Rob, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us on Enjoying the Journey. If you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me say that my son was joining the National Guard. Well, friends, the day has come for him to leave for basic training. We dropped him off this past Sunday, and to say it wasn't hard would be a lie. It was hard. It's hard not seeing him every day. It's hard not knowing what he's going through every day, and it's hard wondering when we'll get to talk to him next. I wonder what hard thing you might be going through. Today, I get to talk to Taylor Turkington. Taylor started a ministry called Bible Equipping during the pandemic. And you know what else I learned about Taylor? Is that she deals with chronic pain all the time. And she walks through hard days, but she hasn't lost hope. She loves training women on how to study and teach the Bible. There's so much more about Taylor and her passions in this episode, and I can't wait for you to hear them. And as always, friends, I hope you find a little more joy in your journey. Welcome back to the Enjoying the Journey podcast. We are super excited to have Taylor Turkington with us today. Taylor, thank you so much for for being with us on Enjoying the Journey. For those that maybe don't know who you are, your, your story, things like that, can you Tell us a little bit about yourself and and what it is you do. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Rob. I am Taylor and I live in Portland, Oregon, and I direct the ministry Bible equipping. So a lot of the work that I do is helping women learn how to study and teach the Bible. That's work I've been doing for a while. I did it for the Gospel Coalition for a couple of years, and I did it for Western Seminary, really thinking about how do we help women think well about digging into the word and passing it on to other people, no matter what spirit the Lord has put them in and, and really helping them develop the gifts that God has given them so they can serve well, because we handle God's wonderful word and he's given it to us so we have a lot to learn about how to do that that's awesome now if i understand this right you actually started this ministry during the pandemic i did (laughs) can you walk us through that well well, i'm assuming the vision maybe started before the pandemic and then you're, you're rolling you're going and all of a sudden boom the world. Yeah, you know, and I've been doing similar work, like I said, for these other institutions, yeah. these other organizations, and that work ended because of the pandemic in many ways, because of the financial situation that comes with a pandemic and doing large group in-person training. So that changes the game, but a lot of it was me on my face saying, Lord, what does it look like to continue the work of helping women dig into your word? We need it just as much now as we did before this started. We don't want to stop. So what does it look like now? And, and also continuing to ask him, who have you made me? Who have you called me to be? And it, it came back to this again. Like, I think the Lord has called me to help equip people in the scripture. So they see that the centrality and the beauty of the work of Jesus Christ as God's culmination of his redemptive work, that we would love the gospel more and that we would see how the Bible points us there and then be able to talk really clearly about it as we read the Bible with a neighbor or a kid or a coworker or teach in front of a huge group, no matter what context God has put us in. So as I continue to seek seek him, okay, Lord, what does this look like? Ended up like, okay, we're going to put a website on the internet and we're going to start talking to churches and we're just going to start to keep doing this. And we did it virtually most of the time and doing it on Zoom and hybrid events, all this kind of stuff. It was a steep learning curve, but it's been really beautiful. And God is so good. He works through his word, even in the midst of a pandemic on Zoom. Absolutely. And and so you get started. 
it takes off maybe a little different than what you thought. Instead of in person, it's on Zoom. Do you think that actually helped you maybe fine tune a few things? So when the the in person events started, I'm assuming they've started to happen for you now. Yeah, well, they've been mostly hybrid actually still. Okay. Um, over here on the West Coast, we've been doing some hybrid events, and in some ways, that's helped financially. We can have a have a much lower ticket price, which gives accessibility to more people. Because I'm really passionate about using diverse teams of people teaching different age groups, different backgrounds, so that when we have an event, a training event, training in the scriptures, it's not just me and my face, but people that look like a lot of different that look different. These different women come and we teach together, and, and I think that's what the body of Christ looks like. We look different, different ages. Different different backgrounds, different skin colors. And so that as we teach, we all look different and there's a team and, you know, flying in a team of five women to do an event costs a lot of money. But what we've learned is that we actually have been flying in a few women in person and then others come on virtually. And then there's a group that's there at the church learning in, in person. And then there's a group, there's groups that are joining virtually from across the U S and across the Western hemisphere. And so this combination event has actually lowered the, the, the price and the accessibility, like it's more accessible for people from anywhere to be able to come and allows us to have people teach from different places and not have to all fly in. Yeah, absolutely. We kind of learned that in our own ministry as well over the last year that you actually can reach more people online than you can in person. Now, in my perspective, I sure enjoy the in-person. I love seeing faces and smiles and, and all of that. But it's so cool to be able to to reach people online and to allow the gospel to still go forward. And like you said, actually, maybe even add more speakers to it because the budget hasn't been broke because you're flying mm-hmm. everybody in hotels, catering, et cetera, which is which is just crazy. When did you realize I'm super passionate about uh, equipping women to study and, and then take the Bible and the teachings and, and teach it? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't thinking about this. When did it begin? And, you know, I think early on it was, I heard about the good news of Jesus as a child and God in his kindness opened my heart to help me see that I needed Jesus as a kid. Like I knew I needed him, but it was pretty young, even as a middle school and high schooler, like he gave me this voracious appetite to read the Bible, uh, Rob, like there's so much I didn't understand. You know, like I'm reading them, like there's pomegranates on the tabernacle. That's cool. You know, like, and I have no understanding of like the bigger significance of things. And, but I, but I understood that God was great and I was not. And this, and really this process of in high school and in college, recognizing either this is the answer to what so many of my friends are searching for as they look for it in substances and relationships and academics, they're trying to fill themselves. And either the good news that's in the Bible here is the answer that everyone's looking for, or it's just a crutch that I also am using. Like it's either real or not. And coming to this place, like, I think it's real. And I just wanted to tell everybody, I started reading the Bible with random neighbors and um, athletes that I competed against in high school. And then in college, tried to grab people and pull them into my dorm to like talk to them about this. I, I didn't have any training, but I, but I just had this understanding that this needs to be talked about. And I think that that really cemented something in the future of my life of like, okay, Lord, we need this. We need training because we know that we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. It, it does the, uh, 
Does the Old Testament scare you at all? No, I love it. <laughs> I'm in it right now. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. getting to read through the Bible in a year. Um, well, it's both a podcast and, and a reading in the Bible app, et cetera. Great. Wow, we're going through some hard things. I mean, I remember studying it in college and all of that, but I'm like, what, what, what just happened again? Oh, wow. I, yeah. I think I think uh, my wife was listening to to it with me two days ago, three days ago, and it was child, yeah. child sacrifice. Yeah. And, and then how you were going to sacrifice and then eat that particular child. And, and I was just like, um, what? What? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just in Deuteronomy are... in Deuteronomy 29. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, it's in it's either in Chronicles or Kings is where I'm at. Oh, yeah. That, that's the fulfillment of Deuteronomy 29. This, this yes. Moses says, if you don't keep the covenant, like you're going to there's going to be these curses and these mm -hmm. horrible things. It's so much better for you to love and obey me. And then it comes true as it goes through that history in Kings and in Chronicles. And then the exile because of it. My dissertation was in Habakkuk. And so a lot mm. of my work has been in thinking of like, how do we think about the suffering and even the discipline of God like these things? Right. Um, because how much he wants us to return to him and see his, the work that he's doing. Exactly. And, and so I've, I've thought about that a lot lately. I'm like, well, that discipline's tough. <laughs> That's really yeah. tough. I, I prefer to stay out of that particular a discipline, but it, it, it's, it's been good, but you forget unless you're in it day in, day out, you, you know, the Old Testament reading and how, you know, we look at society today and we think, wow, you know, mm. where are we as a culture in different settings for different reasons? And it, it, but then you, you read that and you're like, whoa, it started a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. The brokenness. It started mm -hmm. like a long time ago. I mean, just, I mean, I was just writing the other day about how after Adam and Eve sinned, you know, then we have like immediately brothers are kidding, killing each other. Right. Yes. Just, it just spirals downward Yes. and the brokenness and the corruption that's inside us and the injustice that's outside us that we experience all the time. Yeah. But these are things that we need to speak into and not right. shy away from. And the Bible talks about it. Absolutely. It which is going to bring me to my next question. What is your favorite book in the Bible to teach and, and then, <laughs> or study? It could be study, oh, teach. Rob, I think it's whatever I'm teaching in the time. Like I, but, but I mean, I did talk about Habakkuk. The minor prophets are dear to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think partly because they're kind of like the, the, the pages in our Bible that still have the gold on the edges, you know, because we don't, we aren't in them as often. Right. And I think they have some really good things for us to be thinking about, about injustice and suffering and discipline and God's heart mm -hmm. against injustice to, to, to punish those who oppress and hurt other people and his desire for us to repent and come to him and to the way that he so faithfully hears us and is like the faithful God who saves. I just think that there's so much of it there. So those are some of my favorites. Awesome. What are you currently teaching? Where would you be right now? Yeah. So I'm working on a project in the Minor Prophets for writing right now, but I'm also okay. teaching James. I'm teaching James to the youth at my church right now. Nice. And and uh, that is going well? Yeah. Um, my So it's a team teaching. So my yeah. first one is up next week and I'm excited for it. I have James too about faith and works, talking about real faith 
and what that looks like in the life of Abraham and Rahab. It's going to be fun. Nice. Will this be in person? Will you be able to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. Now, I know we were talking uh, off air or however you want to say it about this podcast. It's called Enjoying the Journey and everybody mm -hmm. has a journey. And you had had mentioned, and I did catch this in, in your bio when I was reading uh, the word chronic illness and, mm. uh, or, or chronic pain or chronic, yeah. just the word chronic and, and pain. And I didn't catch it right away when I read it. I didn't know if that was just something near and dear to your heart or something that you actually personally experienced. And talking before we started, this is personal. I mean, this, yeah. this is your life. And so I'm I'm super excited about how passionate you are about the the Bible. Not I mean the gospel of course, but the Bible in its entirety. So the mm -hmm. Old Testament, the New Testament, the books, etc. And so you obviously understand that that we have a God that does mir miracles all of the time. And uh, yet you have a a journey of chronic pain as you shared with me. And so I'm just curious about what that journey looks like as you teach, study. I use the word wrestle. I don't know if you wrestle or not. I wrestle yeah, yes. a lot, a lot, <laughs> uh -huh. a lot. And, and yeah. so having this passion, does it ever get dulled by knowing you have a God that can heal you at any, any moment and, and so far has chosen to do different things. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, daily, right. I mean, right. I'm guessing you can relate Rob, like daily, the Lord and I talk about this, um, yes. man, Lord, would you, and, and I think it's good to keep asking, Lord, would you please heal? And in my life, I have chronic pain that probably means that every day I'm taking I'm assessing how much am I going to be able to get done today? My pain is um, a lot of head pain, but also other parts of my body, depending on a lot of different factors. And some of which are, are confusing. The doctors don't fully understand. And so really trying to understand, okay, what, what can I do today? How can I do this well? And in different seasons of my life where I have more ability to do a lot and less other seasons. But that wrestling with the Lord, like you could heal this Lord, but you've left this for a reason. And just recognizing when Jesus is talking to that, the, the blind man, he talks about leaving suffering and God's going to be glorified in it. And in that case that Jesus healed that man, but sometimes he doesn't heal. Mm -hmm. And, but thinking that I think God can still be glorified in it. And so what does that look like, Lord, for me to glorify you in the midst of pain? And I think in my life, I love to be efficient and accomplish and get things done. I love checking off tasks. I don't know if you're like that, Rob. But yeah, I do. I, I do. Yeah, me too. And But when you're in a lot of pain, that's not possible. And so recognizing that there's other ways to glorify God than for me to check something off, which is really hard. I have to preach to myself in the midst of that. But I can glorify God in faith and in love and in loving my family and being patient and and like living out the fruit of the spirit in the midst of pain like that is glorifying to god and that he he is god that at the end of the day there is nothing that i have to get done because he has done it all and that he's already saved the world mm -hmm. that jesus has already come lived died and risen again and one day he's going to finish that full saving so there's nothing on this day that has to be done uh, that otherwise everything will fall apart mm. because 
he's is God and he's already done it through Christ. And my job is to trust him and do the things that I can each day. I, I love that you would bring the word up trust. I, uh, I've, I've told many, many people the hardest word in the English language for me is mm. trust. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I, I did a message a couple of years ago on it. And the reason being is when you trust, you can be disappointed. And I hate being disappointed. I mean, I, I'm just being honest, yes, right? Yes, brother, yes. Nobody likes to be disappointed. So if I put all my full trust in Jesus, I become uh, kind of, what's the word that I'm looking for? I'm dependent. Yeah. M- meaning, yes, I'm vulnerable. That's the word. I'm So I'm, vulnerable. Vulnerable. There's no backup plan. Like, I'm all in here, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I put my full trust in you, Jesus, I know you can heal me. And I know you have the best for me. And I know you you, you love me. But man, it hurts. Not, not maybe physically for me today, but it hurts emotionally. It hurts a little spiritually. It hurts. It just hurts. Because yeah. when I look over here, it looks as though if my life looked like that, it would be easier for those around me. Have you ever wrestled with, you said family. I also have a family. I have a wife and and, uh, three kids. And we had this conversation not too long ago, my wife and I, of, well, we did not have the conversation. I pretty much spoke to her and then Mm -hmm. she she responded. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, I often think sometimes those those dark thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know, if God decided to take me home now, I think your life would be easier. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it looked different. You wouldn't have to worry about this and helping me here and this and this. Yeah. I said, do you ever have those thoughts? I said this to my wife. Mm-hmm. She said, no, not at all. I'm like, what? You don't think about it that way? No, mm-hmm. she doesn't. And, and yet I think about it because I'm always looking over here rather than just going, okay, God, I fully, Jesus, I fully put all of my trust into you. Even though when I think humanly, it's a little disappointing because I can't help my wife in the way I want to. I can't uh, jump up and share the chores around the house like right, somebody. Yeah. It's small things like that for me that mm-hmm. that sometimes I'm like, oh, this, this gal is just running and gunning in every aspect, every area of our life. And I think I would just love to give her a little, little break by helping, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm like, God, how do you do you ever fall into that having a family? Yeah. And wondering if I was healthy, how much more I could help and how much easier it would be for my family. I have a daughter, a young daughter and a husband, and um, she's three, highly reliant on mom. (laughs) And and on days that mom doesn't feel well, it it means that my husband is shifting, trying to figure out how, how to do more. And and how stressful that is, or even when I'm trying to do it in pain, it's still stressful for the rest of the family because they can tell and they, they carry it as well. Right. Like, because they love me right? and recognizing Lord, I don't want to be that burden, but God has given this to, to the whole family. Like, yeah. and he, he, I do believe he's fully in control. And so I, I can trust him in that. And that this can actually be something where he's going to work in my life and in my husband's life and in my daughter's life because of my pain. I hate that in so many ways mm-hmm. because it means that I'm asking for help and that I am not actually 
Like I'm, my impact on them isn't encouraging, but actually causing them to have to serve. Right. But that I think just thinking like that. Okay, but the Lord reminds me that's good for them. Like I am, I am sanctifying them in this. Oh, that's not how I wanted it to work. No, not at all. I, I, I'm seeing a beautiful picture right now in in our family. So this is the road we've had. My my son's 18, our son's 18, our daughters. Uh, 16, just had her birthday. Our youngest daughter will turn 14 at the end of July. And so we, we also have a, we've got some great nieces, but I, ha I have one niece who is diagnosed with autism and needs care 20, 24-7, to be honest. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's, that's the way it is. And my 16-year-old, who I think, and she's probably not listening to this podcast, so it's okay. Um, can be a selfish individual is now caring wow. for for my 23 year old niece um, mm. as a part time occupation, mm. and it's kind of beautiful to watch. Yeah. Now she grew up with my niece, so it's not out of the ordinary. It's not it's not crazy, but I also wonder. Did she get any of it because of what she's walked through for 16 years? Because dad is the way dad is and mm -hmm. dad, needs, dad needs help on this and um, mm -hmm. that. And, and so, you know, I remember one of them when they were younger, maybe just a little older than your daughter. I can't remember which one it was, if it was my son or my middle daughter said, dad, are, are your bones ever going to be healed? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not my bones, it's muscle, it's muscular dystrophy. You got yeah. facts wrong here. And I said, why? And she goes, well, because if you if you were healed, then you could be a real man. And I was like, what? Whoa. What did you say? And I said, what, 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 what do you mean, a real man? She goes, well, then you could drive a pickup. And so we got <laughs> this little moment of, just because you drive a pickup doesn't mean you're a real man. <laughs> And then no, I, no, not. At, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. So, of course, it's, uh, it's right. It's pickup. But I said to her, "Hun, I said, if we can inspire others and we can love each other more yeah. through this, I would not choose it. I do not like it. Um, it's challenging most almost every day. Mine's progressive, meaning it, it gets worse mm -hmm. as time goes yeah. on. And the progression can be can, can be tough to deal with. I said, but if it inspires others and it allows us to love each other more, then this is the road we will walk. Right. It won't be fun every day. Yeah. But we will walk it. And if that means, as what you're describing, that they will learn to serve more, that they will learn to love more, that they will have compassion more, empathy, that they will understand more. And all right, God, just give me the strength. Walk with me and I'll keep walking. Not literally because I'm in a chair, but <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It's just that that continued like Lord give me strength. And he's the strength giver, right? I mean, I just think that, that is so been true in my life, remembering that he is the one who gives strength, even when we when everything else falls apart, right. when we don't have all the things that we would normally be able to cling on to to hold me up, that he is the one that gives strength. And on on your bad days, you're still passionate. Oh, I, I'm passionate, but I'm also sometimes passionate under a blanket laying on the couch, you know, <laughs> like, yep. um, and, and sometimes also just like 
when pain is bad, it's, it's hard to think, right? I, I don't know if that's true for you. So, so my, my prayers become these breath prayers of Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, your servant who you love. You know, that, that's all I can really articulate clearly sometimes when things are really hard. And I think that's normal for us. We, yeah. we can't think and, but, but God welcomes us like dependent children. So it's okay to be like, I can't think about all these things, but I know that you're the one who can. And, and I'm sure you have similar stories where I was scheduled to speak and somehow I still did. And, 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 and the Lord does it sometimes. And you're like, okay, the Lord pulls those things off. Right. Um, What I love is the way you articulate it and, and the way in those moments, like you, for those that don't understand this, you can get dark really quickly. I think and, and yeah. lose hope and lose focus and, and you can blame God and you can be frustrated with God and you can think God is punishing you. But every yeah. time I've heard you share today, nothing like that comes out of your mouth. It's he loves me. He okay. sees me throw mercy on me. He's not he's not punishing me. He's mm-hmm. not forgotten me. He's not saying you you did this you're done that's why you have pain no yeah, and that's so important yes. for us to understand in suffering right because if we are thinking this is because god is mad at me mm-hmm. or this is because um i've done something wrong and I, and I do believe there can be consequences for our sin at times okay. Okay. but 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 that's not that's not what i think that this is in my life or, or in your life that instead that we're we're just we're living in a broken fallen world and our bodies are broken and fallen too and so it just, I think it also changes the way that we think about where life is going. Mine is also progressive. I know that because okay. mine's genetic. And so I, I can see the people who are older in my family and see where it's going. Um, and it changes the way I think about the new creation, about mm-hmm. the new heavens and the new earth where we're going to live with God and worship him and know him forever, right? Like we have a different longing, I think in some ways, because there's a, remi- there's a reminder of the brokenness of this world in my body all the time. So woohoo, I know where we're going, brother. That's a good place. I know. I cannot wait. And, and, you know, I get to have conversations with people uh, from time to time. Well, with people all the time, but people that are older, they're like, oh, I can't do this. I just turned 50 and my body doesn't do this. Or I'm 60, 70, whatever my body. I'm like, hey, I just got a head start on you. All right. That's it. I just understand it in the mid 40s versus when I'm when I'm 70. But the idea of the picture of the new heaven and new earth, of course, I I long for that. I, I mean, oh, I, the the idea of possibly, you know, running or just walking or laying in in grass. Those are simple things that I miss mm-hmm. really I bet. Yeah, like laying in a in a very grassy lawn and mm. looking up at the stars or the sun or yeah. I I haven't done that. I couldn't even tell you the last time I laid mm-hmm. in, a, in a lawn in the grass or or anything or just walking normal or walking without pain. I mm-hmm. still get around a little bit with help, but it's not without being uncomfortable. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. not. It doesn't feel good. And so, yeah, when you think about that and, and when you get the opportunity to say, OK, God, just please use me. Let, let me talk about. In my weakness, I find strength, but I only find strength through you and that there's a there's a day coming that I can't wait for. Mm, yes. And, and Amen. That's, yeah. 
And that's the hope we get to be preaching, right? right. And in some ways, I feel like we're these reminders that God, God puts different things in different people in his church, his, his body, right. and that each of us have different perspectives and that we can remind each other. I think that there are people who wa- have walked through different kinds of suffering that can remind us of things that maybe you and I don't, we often forget, right. but that we have some of this physical suffering that we can remind everyone else it, it's going to be better one day and that this is not our home and this brokenness isn't forever. And the other part that you have so well spoken today is even in it, you can still love Jesus. Yeah. You can still hold on to hope. You can still believe in the miraculous healing of Jesus, even if it doesn't manifest this side of heaven. Mm-hmm. You can hold on to it when you're laying under a blanket, uncomfortable, hurting, whatever that. Yeah, I wouldn't pick this moment. Right. But I still love him. Yep. I still Amen. want to serve him. I still want to talk about him. I, I still yeah. believe in that day that's coming. Yeah, he's I, still I, my hope. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, um, with all of that being said, what is God teaching you right now? Or what do you, what do you feel he's, yeah, yeah saying to you? Yeah, I think that he, it's similar to what we've been talking about. I think he continues to remind me how desperately I need him. Mm-hmm. I, after a lot of years of walking with Jesus and even doing public ministry, sometimes it feels like I can handle things. Like I, I you know, I have a plan. I'm, I'm a, I'm someone who thinks in like long term. I have like weeks planned out and strategy, and I love leading teams. So I have all this stuff that I can do, but then real, just the reminder of like, no, I need. Jesus to help me every day to do any of this well, or to do it for his glory or to do it with a right heart. And I need him to end at 3am when my child wants to talk for some reason, then, you know, I need him to help me be kind and not irritated. You know, just, I, I, I need his help to study. I need his help for everything. And so that's just been something that's, he's been reminding me recently, just the dependence stuff that you mentioned earlier too, Rob, just that massive dependence that we still need all the time. Absolutely. And I think you and I get to be reminded of it maybe more often than, than some others, mm. whether that's good or bad. I wrestle with cause I'm mm. thinking, Oh, it would be nice to not have to be so dependent once in a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. But maybe if that were the case, I wouldn't have as many conversations with him, mm. or, you know, or I wouldn't see other people in our story and mm-hmm. how they need to serve the way we started earlier with, with your family, with your husband and, and your daughter, how they, get to serve in a way that we would not have scripted. Yeah, right. We wouldn't. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. It's his plan, not our plan. Oh, I appreciate this so much. And we always, always, always like to ask our guests on enjoying the journey. If you could have anyone on this journey with you, who would it be? Mm -hmm. It can be anybody. Yeah. You know, um, One of the things that I've gotten to do over the years are these Bible teacher cohorts where we gather women who teach the Bible and we spend six to eight weeks together digging into how we, how to grow in teaching the Bible. And I've gotten to do it with women 
all over Latin America and all over the Middle East and all over the U.S. And so I've gotten to know these women and they are phenomenal. And, and I feel like I'm so privileged to be able to know people in God's body, the people of God that are across the world, that are serving and stepping out in faith and teaching me about what it looks like to love Jesus. Um, and so I'm just really grateful that I know them and I get to walk with them now. I mean, they, some of them did it years ago and I still, I still get to talk with them and, um, man, it's just so beautiful and so fun. I'm in the middle of a cohort right now because we, we're still doing them and those women are a good gift. Yeah. That's just, I think that as I get to know more people in God's big C church across the world, I'm just reminded of how, how beautiful it is that he made us this family, this global family who speaks into each other's lives and get to live transformed together. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I have appreciated this time so much with you and just your passion. If our listeners cannot, I, I know I get to see you on a, on a video, on a Zoom call, <laughs> but if they cannot hear your passion, I don't know, turn the volume up because the passion is here. I can see it. I can hear it that you All just. Thanks, Rob. All yeah. glory to Jesus, right, brother? Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we so appreciate you being on this. As we wrap up today, is there anything, you know, people are going through their own journeys. They may yes. not have your story. They may not have my story. They have their own. Anything that you would like to leave them with? You know, I just, I would say this, the Bible that God's graciously given us, it speaks it speaks to you. It speaks to me. There are days that we read it and it feels like I get nothing. I don't know what's going on here. And that's okay to feel that way too. But God wants you to be able to read his Bible and he wants to speak to you. And that is the primary way that he's going to talk to us. And that he's actually called all of us as Jesus followers to be speaking the truth of it to other people. And, and just to encourage the listeners that if you're in a hard place, like the Lord will speak to you there. And if you're in a good place that you probably have neighbors and family and coworkers who would love to hear the good news and the truth that comes from the Bible, um, then they can do it. The spirit of God will help you, will help you talk about him. So that's probably it. Oh, Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you for being so passionate about equipping uh, women to study, to teach, to wrestle, to take text and yeah, just thank you so much for your passion. Thank you so much for being on Enjoying the Journey today. And we just pray for God's blessings on you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been such an encouragement to me too to get to chat with you, Rob. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.